You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels. I'm your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 61. This is the very first episode of 2018, so I hope you had a happy uh, holidays and a happy new year. And it's hard to believe that this is the third year of, of this podcast. It's been a great uh, ride. I've had a lot of fun. I've interviewed over 60 authors during that time. And I've learned a lot, met a lot of great people. And I really do appreciate your support in listening to this uh, podcast, subscribing, uh, rating it, and reviewing it. And if you haven't done that, <laughs> please go to iTunes and review this podcast. It really helps me get the word out. And I have a lot of great interviews uh, scheduled and planned for 2018, so do stay tuned. And we're starting the year off with a bang. I'm interviewing uh, Stephen Conkley, who is a USA Today best-selling author of over 20 novels and novellas. Uh, Stephen graduated from the United States Naval Academy in 1993 and served uh, eight years on active duty, traveling the world as a naval officer assigned to various Navy and Marine Corps units. Uh, he currently now lives with his family in central Indiana, where he still wakes up at zero dark 30 to write for most of the day. Uh, Stephen has several series out there, uh, well, including one of my favorites, uh, The Black Flagged Books, which are a gritty, no-holes-barred, covert operation and espionage saga. Uh, he also has the uh, Fractured uh, State Trilogy, a 24-style uh, near-future conspiracy series set in the southwest United States. Uh, he has the Hot Zone, which uh, is a new series of, of the new thriller series that he has out, chronicling the events surrounding a bioweapons attack against the United States. Uh, he has other series out there. We're going to talk about all those and his writing process and a whole lot more. So stay tuned for my interview with uh, Stephen Conkley. I have uh, Stephen Conkley on, uh, on Skype. How are you, Steve? Great, Alan. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing good. Did I pronounce your name, your last name correctly? I always thought a little bit, uh, is it Kankali? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone gets a pass on my last name. So um, it's actually Conkley. Um, ah, Conkley. Oh, sorry about that, that. There's no way you could get that right. People, and people that get it right, it's it's purely by mistake or chance. So. <laughs> oh, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I say I'm not impressed when someone gets it right because I know it was just a wild guess. <laughs> Um, so thanks so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background? Yeah, sure. So um, I kind of I'll give you the, the long, short, <laughs> actually short bio. Um, I graduated in 1993 from the United States Naval Academy. I uh, have a Bachelor of Science in English, which is kind of one of those torturous degrees at the Naval Academy. Um, so, I, you know, I studied electrical engineering, um, you know, calculus based in the same semester I studied Shakespeare. So I'm one of, a very odd, uh, odd graduate of the Naval Academy. Um, after that, I went, um, went into the fleet where I spent eight years um, actually working half of it with the Navy. Uh, and the other half with the Marines. About, about four years in, I decided I wanted to um, I wanted to do something different. Uh, sh- ships were fun, um, but it just it really wasn't my thing. So um, I signed up to be a, a naval gunfire liaison with the Marines out of Camp Pendleton, and I so I got to basically um, help them to uh, call in fire from uh, ships. Not something they do. V- or have ever done, I think recently, you know, in recent history. But it, it is a field, uh, it is a an expertise field out there, very small. And I got to do that, and um, so I spent the next, you know, four years working with the Marines. So I've seen pretty much every operational aspect of the military, um, including some special forces, because we, we did teach that as well. 
And did you always have an interest in writing, even when you were in the military, or is that something that you're like came later in life? You know, that it definitely came later in life. I mean, I uh, I am not one of these you know, was always pining away to write a book or a story. Um, I am definitely a, I always have like, I'm like a daydreaming, constant daydreamer. You know, I always have like scenarios and things going on in my head. I, you know, I, I read a lot, tons and, um, you know, what, you know, you know, movies. So you know, I have a very vivid imagination. I just did. Yeah. It wasn't until late. Like, geez, I want to say 2008, you know, so, um, I'm a definitely a late bloomer when it comes to writers, I think. Wow, but you've been very prolific because you have like, what, like 20 novels out? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm 60. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I've, it's, uh, yeah, I have, I think this will be 14 or 15, and then I have a bunch of novellas. But, yeah, I kind of, um, you know, my first book took three years. The second book took a year. And then after that, I, I was able to write, um, I started getting up at four in the morning. So this is like you know, became part of my process and it is not my process now. I couldn't get up at four in the morning, um, you know, if I had to, um, during an air raid or something at this point. But I, yeah, I got up for, geez, I want to say three years in there and, um, managed to get two books done a year. And then I continued that when I went uh, full time as a writer in 2013 and, um, bumped that up to about three, maybe three and a half books, you know, a year then. So yeah, that's, that, that's why I have like a pretty high uh, novel count, so to speak. And what motivated you to write your first uh, novel? Yeah, it's kind of a story. I've, I'd always been a big fan of, um, I always love the pandemic kind of virus. So my first book is the Jakarta pandemic. And it's, it, it is about a kind of like, a you know, the 1918 uh, Spanish flu pandemic, but, you know, current day and, you know, uh, even deadlier. And yeah, that idea, you know, it, was, it kind of sprang up out of nowhere, I would say. I would think I was up in my office one day looking around in my neighborhood and, um, you know, decided, I'm like, you know, what would happen? You know, how would people interact? I was kind of look, interested in the whole pandemic and the thriller aspect of, from a different angle, not the, the CDC scientists running around trying to solve things, but from, you know, like a family aspect, like re- really, what would I do? You know, do you do you not hang out with the neighbors? Do you do quarantine yourself? So it started out with that idea, and I did about six months of research, like way way too long. I mean, I, I could have started writing the story about a weekend of the idea, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of morphed. Uh, you know, over three years. I mean, it, it the story changed a lot over you know over that period of time, but I got it caught the bug after that. It's it started selling. Um, you know, I'd say unexpectedly. I was 2010 was kind of the like a year or so into where self-publishing kind of, you know, became a, a, a pretty viable angle or, you know, way to do it. And yeah, that was it. The, the rest is history. Did you like, when I started selling, did you like start thinking, oh, maybe I could do this for a full-time job or was that, did that come later? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, my first thought was like, I don't have this many friends and relatives. So, <laughs> so someone, I'm like, people are actually, you know, that I don't know are buying this book. You know, I think with the first one, it was just, I did have a couple months, you know, they were, it was, I, I released the book in the fall of 2010 and then I think March and April were, you know, I mean, big months in terms of what I had ever seen. Like, and I, and, and I did, I, I did kind of have that feeling. I'm like, you know, if I had five or six of these, you know, this could definitely be a viable, um, viable career path. And, you know, that, you know, every year, every year I added more titles and they kept selling and, you know, I built up a, you know, a mailing list and a, and a following. Like I said, it was, it was about three years in when I had five books um, where I was like, you know, I had essentially replaced my, um, my day job income and I had done it consistently for a couple months. 
And of course, the month I went, I'm not even joking. I quit my job for quite suddenly. And that was, that ended up right like a week after that, I had the worst, like, like 60 day run I'd had in like two years, three years. <laughs> so yes, I didn't tell my wife that at all. She would have, she would have flipped out. Um, yeah, it was a bug of, you know, this, this could actually work. And, and, um, and then it did. Yeah, I remember seeing your books. Uh, I, I, I actually kind of went back because I was kind of curious because I've read several of your Black Flag books and I bought the first one, it says here, Amazon, on December 20th, 2012. So yeah, so you, yours were the first, like, you were one of the few that I started seeing, like, thriller authors that were putting out these uh, these great books and uh, on your own. I thought it was so cool and kind of like I, I found inspirational when I started to write. So just uh, so, so, so that's kind of cool. Um, so... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your series? Because you have two series out right now, or uh, yeah, well, actually, I think <laughs> actually four. So oh, um, four. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll stick to like um, we'll stick to the more thriller. I, I have um, I have a what I would consider to be a post-apocalyptic dystopian thriller series, the Perseid Collapse books, and those, those you know they're they're definitely thrillers. But you know, I think you know the Black Flag types type books. I have two um, core series. Um, so yeah, I'll tell you about those real quick. So the Black Flag books that you described, I had started writing those in um, 2011. Like I said, it took me a year to write the first one, and you know I was really looking for. Um, boy, it had been a while since I had re- uh, read, you know, what I considered to be um, you know, anything that really kind of grabbed my attention. Um, I think that was at the point where I'd kind of fallen out of reading Clancy, you know, Ludlum. You know, these are like I, I grew up on these guys. Um, Frederick Forsyth, you know, I was I was. I was into at that point. Um, I was reading backlist stuff, and um, you know Brad Thor and Vince Flynn. They were all very, they, you know, they were all very popular at the time too. But I was looking, and I and I'd read, you know, a, a few of those parts of them, and I, I wanted to come up with a different, kind of a different angle to the whole um, black ops, you know, um, you know, you know that I would say the uh, not trope is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like the formula that you know a lot of these series are based on, and instead of going with the X you know, special operations, a uh, soldier, or, or even the disgruntled, um, you know, kind of Mitch rap character that kind of morphs into, you know, into an assassin. I went with kind of a, what I thought would be kind of a, a, uh, a just a, a novel, almost like a, uh, like a, a slower approach where like the idea was that the military just canvassed all their officers and, um, like senior enlisted. And they were just looking for people that had, um, kind of loose, not loose morals, but, you know they're you know essentially sociopaths on a on a certain scale, and you know they took those all of them in and they did further testing on them until they identified some that they thought that they could turn into really um, hardcore operatives that would not have trouble skirting the law and doing things that even even like deep cover um, Delta Force or SEAL Team Six Dev Group guys would would even be asked to do nowadays. And with your military background, I mean that should that that must really give you an edge amongst uh, everyone else has got to do a lot of Googling to, <laughs> to figure a lot of that stuff out. <laughs> do you find that helpful when you, when you started writing these thrillers? You know, what I, th- what I think is helpful is, uh, you know, so, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been on active duty since 2001. So, you know, to say that I'm, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> when I, I, always, I always tell people when I left, they did not, um, I never held a rifle that had uh, rails, you know what I mean, uh-huh. for attachments. I mean, yeah. literally, I never... Um, I never held a rifle that had anything like that. Night vision was like the coolest thing that I I ever uh, carried around um, when I was when I worked on the ground with the Marines. So, um, but I think what you know, I think the the advantage, um, if if you call it an advantage, is that I can very easily you know through a Google search at, at new technologies, I, I know where to look, 
and I do know what's re- you know what's possible, and I have contacts that if I have any questions or I can't find something in an article, you know, that I can at least make up close close enough to um, the truth. You know, then I'll reach out to these contacts just to see, you know, am I missing something? Um, you know, can this be you? You know, what, what's the late, what's the newest generation vehicle coming out? You know, what are they going to replace? Um, stuff like that. But I do. I mean, I, I I take pride when I create something that's close enough to reality, but actually doesn't exist. That I, I get questions all the time in email. You know, does this? Hey, does that? Uh, you know, that automated. Um, I I created like this mugs. I don't know if you remember in Black Flag Apex. You know, it was this very slow-moving vehicle that d- didn't trigger trigger sen- uh, motion sensors, and it would take readings of, like, Wi-Fi. So, you know, it was basically designed to breach a perimeter. And, you know, that was definitely made up. <laughs> but but people were like, oh, that thing is awesome. I couldn't find it anywhere on the Internet. I'm like, yeah, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the government would love to have that, though. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. <laughs> I'm going to say, if, if you can think of it, it, ex- it probably exists. When you're writing these, these all these different series, do you, like, focus on one at a time or do you like are you like writing in two different worlds at the same time so i really should i really should focus on one world but you know different um so i I wrote four books in the black flag series and um i wasn't burned out with the series but i I definitely kind of felt like i needed a needed a little break you know i um you know especially when you're writing two books a year in a in a a two to three books a year in a series um, I think that's a lot. So I switched over to the uh, this dystopian post-apocalyptic series, you know, and that that genre was I, I must have just predicted it perfectly because it um, that genre took off right about when I started that series. So it took me almost three years to get back to another Black Flag book, writing Black Flag Five, and I think that's kind of the way it's going to happen. I'm going to fit in the sixth book, which will close out the core series, you know, over the next year or two. But yeah, it, it's. It's hard to write in multiple series because I, I'm I'm always like chomping at the bit to to get to either. I love them all, and uh, they're like you know it's like all your ch- all your children, you know. <laughs> not, you know, there's I just want to I just want to take them all at one time and and hug them and give them the attention they want. But you know you can only you can only focus in one direction. Um, but I since they're very similar in style and in voice, it's not hard for me to go back and forth between them. And so that's the the book that you have coming up in on November thirtieth. It's uh, Killbox, right? That's in the, on the the Zulu Virus Chronicles. That's the coming right. That's the the newest one that's coming out. Yeah, that's um. So that's a, a series I started a, earlier in the year, and um, I wanted to um, man, I come. I want once again. I I don't like to. I don't like to do the same thing that's you know being repeated. So I did a ton of research, and I decided to um to uh, explore a bioweapons attack, you know, from the ground, not, you know, once again, there's a little big picture stuff and it, and it builds into a big picture. There's actually some links to black flag, which you would appreciate. And I've gotten a lot of emails from readers like, Hey, wait, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, so the virus, the virus that is actually occurring in the Zula virus uh, chronicles is the virus that I created for black flag. So, you know, there's a link between the two books, but it kind of takes place in, I would say, an alternate, they're alternate universes, you know, there's some spillover from characters, but it's not directly related to anything that happens in the Black Flag series. Um, so I've, I've been getting a ton of email from Black Flag readers who are like, this is, you know, this is awesome. You brought uh, General Sanderson in, of course, under a different, he's not called General Sanderson in the book. He's called by first name, but people who've read the series know, and um so I'm having fun with that series, and and yeah, the next one comes out uh, November 30th. It might actually release a little earlier because I got 
for the first time ever ahead of schedule. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I say I was ahead of schedule, but I really wasn't. It's it's all it's all the people that are doing the editing and proofing. Um, the time frames they gave me got com- were compacted, so um, I was rushing to finish for no reason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works out that way. But that's good though, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm sitting there like you know you know popping uh, you know anxiety medications you know because I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how I'm gonna finish this in two days and then i get it to him like awesome hey another project just cleared i'll get i'll get on it today <laughs> yeah <laughs> and your covers are, are are awesome do you use the same designer for all your books i do i do i use uh, Dr- uh jerome tenberg oh I know yeah not- i've heard of him <laughs> and i know i'm not pronouncing his first name right and he's never corrected me so that's his fault <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i had um i had, actually he's one of the he is the first cover artist um i ever contacted and I contacted him through Blake Crouch um, because Blake Crouch used him a lot early in his career, and I really love those covers. So um, he's come up with some amazing, amazing uh, stuff. When you start to write your your novels, what's your style? Do you have like a do you do like a lot of outlining before you even sit down to write, or do you just uh, get at the idea, do some research, and then start writing the story? You know, it um, it kind of depends on the story. I mean, a first book in a series, there's always a lot of um, always a lot of world building um the fractured state series that's that's my other like kind of main more mainstream thriller series that's set 20 years in the future so it's a little bit dystopian but it's the same world that you know you were used to working and operating in but um you know being set 20 years out it, it required a lot of world building so that one i did a lot of research you know probably a month of you know this idea that idea plotting you know coming up with certain plot points i'm about a half what they call uh, plotter, pantser, you know, that whole, you know, kind of dichotomy. So, you know, I like to, I like to have the bones, you know, the, the skeleton of the story and know where it's going um, and pretty much know where it's ending. I, I haven't had, I don't think I've had very many books at all that have, you know, the endings have been really just so, you know, drastically different or going in a different direction than I thought. It's usually how I get there that will differ. And I leave that loose on purpose. Um, so that I can get there, however, what, however it makes sense. Like the events that occur in the books are like pretty quick, like a, like a day. Is that something that planned out uh, beforehand, or how did you get that concept? Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I'm glad you. You know, you you may be one of the first people that's like, act, you know, like formally mentioned that. And um, yeah, I do. Um, I do have a tendency to to play things out in in court. You know, I I like condensed timelines. I loved um, the series twenty four. Oh yeah. You know, so, um, you know, the concept of a lot of different things going on, it's not, you know, there's like yeah, a lot of stuff. I, I do like, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of, I mean, Fractured State, the first book takes place in, in a 48-hour period. You know, same with its sequel, the Black Flag books. Um, I think one of them had a gap, like a, they're, they're, they, there's like a week gap in there, um, just time-wise. You know, you can't, you can't uh, move people from, you know, the United States to, Russia discreetly, <laughs> you know, you know, that quickly. So, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I kind of like, I, I kind of view these things as that, that's how they would happen. You know, I don't like to gloss over, um, you know, long, you know, long periods of time. I, you know, I, I get disconnected when I read and that happens. Like sometimes I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. What, it's a month later. Wait, okay. I'm like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. They were in Kiev, you know, and now they're in, you know, Australia. Yeah. You definitely have to travel. Um, you know, I, yeah. So I think I think it probably just suits the way I 
kind of um and i and i and i have a very cinematic i think writing style like a very visual in my head i'm i am seeing these scenes like you know from every angle so i think that's another reason i i just kind of like write, like to write in the moment so that kind of a long-winded answer to like uh, say basically i don't know <laughs> 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 no but it, there's a lot of reasons i do i think i do that and i and i i do you know, I do like compressed timelines. Yeah, and I think as a reader, though, it really adds realism to him because, like you said, when when these military stuff is happening, it's not like it's you know I have three months to. I mean, you know, once once the ball gets rolling, it goes pretty fast. Right, right. What are you working on uh, next now, or, or are you just kind of relaxing now, take a little breather from the from the, the <laughs> launch that's coming up? <laughs> yeah, I wish. No. Um, <laughs> No, I, you know, I, I, I've always fallen in the same pattern. Um, I, I'll overbook myself for the year. I'm working on admin. I have a tendency to kind of just focus on the books when um, I'm writing them. So I'm, I got about a week off. I'm actually going to write the third book in the um, the Zulu Virus Chronicles series next, and I'm and I'm going with a slightly different format. I'm gonna I'm gonna write some shorter books, you know, like you know, I would say double novella. So I would say three, three or four novellas is a novel. <laughs> if you go by the 25, 30,000 word. So this is going to be more of a, you know, a double novella size. I want to I focus on certain aspects and characters. And I'd set the series up that way. So the first two books really kind of tee all these, this kind of very diverse world of characters and problems that they have. And um, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to. I say attempt because my wife... If she were down here, if she was in the office right now listening to this, she'd be rolling her eyes and shaking her head. She can't count the number of times I've said, this is an 80,000-word book, not another, not a word longer. <laughs> and then it's 120,000 words. And, you know, and I'm stressed out writing at midnight. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try to make these shorter. Um, and I mean, I'm working with just smaller, kind of more compact stories. So my goal... Um, for that is to you know I'll get one out I'll probably finish it by Christmas but I'll release it in January and then I've committed um, I sold two books to Thomas and Mercer mm. uh, Amazon imprint and um, I owe both of those books in 2018 so it's gonna be um, you know those two books will keep me really busy and um, so the shorter format will maybe allow me to get one more book in between those and then after that, uh, who knows what's going to happen in 2019. <laughs> yeah, so no, so no breaks for you coming up. <laughs> no, there's really just no breaks at all. My way. I mean, I. It's a life of a writer. I mean, any, yeah. you know, we, we work hard, but at the same time, you know, there's there's a lot of, I, it's it's a it, there's a lot of downtime. You know, when I, I I'm working like a dog toward the end of, uh, you know, when I come close to a deadline. But believe me, there's a lot of time in that front end that could have uh, been used to prevent that. Yeah, yeah, that's usually it. You're, you're making up for times when <laughs> that's what I have yeah. to me. Like, oh, if, yeah, I yeah. if I would have done more, if I would have managed my time better, I wouldn't be crunching at the last, the last few, the last month. <laughs> that, well, that's it. My wife, she's an, uh, an attorney, and um, you know, she's like, you have to treat it like billable hours. You know, you, you know, you have X amount of billable hours due every month, and you know, you just got to keep track of them. And if, you know, if you're falling behind, you know, there's only one way you can make that up. And that's by <laughs> That's by backloading the entire month and working like crazy. So um, I still haven't learned. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. My, my wife's a CPA. She works, uh, uh, and she's the same way, very uh, organized, very deep, uh, analytical. It's like, so what exactly are you doing? And what, <laughs> is, yeah, is that really going to advance the novel that you were working on, doing this? 
we should um, maybe we need to form a support network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right, yeah, writers whose uh, wives or spouses are uh, you know like uh, exacting professionals <laughs> that actually know how to manage their time. So is this the the, new, the series that you're going to be writing for Thomas and Mercer? Is it, is it going to be a new one? Yes, this will be a new series, and um, I'm looking at doing something. I mean, the right you know the writing style. It's that's almost always the same, but. I'm, I'm definitely going to kind of take a different approach with this, and um, a lot, all my other series, you'll also notice they, um, they're, they're, they're almost. I don't like to use the word serial because I do wrap up everything that kind of is going on, but they, they do go from one to the non. You know, one they, they're very connected. As in, the luckiest reader out there reads Black Flagged One. If you love this series, then you have four more books because they all just kind of like back up next to each other in time and you know fictional time and. Um, this new series that I'm writing is going to be more of a like loosely connected standalone novel. So, you know, I'm, I was looking at more of like the Lee Child kind of Jack Reacher approach, a little more of a traditional, um, I think, thriller novel. I mean, you see like Brad Thorne, Vince Flynn's characters, um, all, all these guys, you know, they, you know, there are threads that are common and, and carry through, you know, in book four, something happened in book one to someone they know. You know, there, there are things that carry through, but the plots are very standalone, and that, that's that's kind of what I'm going to explore, something a little more traditional. Do you always write in the same location, like in your office, or do you like go to coffee shops? Or you know, I'm not a big I'm not a big coffee shop uh, person. I'm I'm pretty easily distractible, but I have done it. I have like several locations in the house, and when the weather's nice, I I spend most of the time on the screen in the screen room. I do some job. I don't know if you ever heard of these like not job share sites, but there's uh, like little offices where you can just you, know, you pay like a daily fee or a membership and you can go there and you know either use an office or just use open space like cubicle stuff or mm-hmm. so I, I do try to break it up because if, if I'm here for too long it, it I don't know if that's you know, if that's the same for you I, I find that you know more than two weeks stuck in this house is is about all I can take yeah it's like I gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah it, uh, you know I can I mean I, I become like a hermit I'm not working out. <laughs> You know, I mean, it becomes very easy to just like become like, you know, I'll literally be in my the back of a basement, you know, riding with a flashlight by the end of the two weeks, uh, you know, like a like lunatic. So, yeah, I, I like to get out, but I don't do it anywhere near as much as I should. And do you still find time to read or are you too busy? Yeah, reading's tough. I have to say, um, you know, I like to I think at this point, my circle of uh author friends is just too wide to read. I can't read everything by everyone. It's just impossible. It was a lot more manageable when I was brand new and, you know, had maybe, you know, just five or six, <laughs> even then it was hard, you know, and everyone's so prolific. So, um, yeah, reading is, is tough. I mean, I, um, I kind of go back to like, like my old, uh, you know, my old favorites like Stephen King or, you know, some of these, um, you know, some of the authors I've kind of grown up on, you know, I'll reread some For- Frederick Forsyth or even Clancy stuff. I hate reread. I hate to reread, but you know, I, sometimes I just need an out, you know, something, even reading a book by someone else, someone who's like another, uh, you know, indie author or someone, you know, Thomas and Mercer or any, anyone I know is kind of like, I feel like I'm working. So I don't know <laughs> if that makes, does that make sense? No, I guess, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like a comfort food going back to like something you've already read before. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's so much, and there's so much good stuff out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just know so many talented authors. I just, I simply cannot, um, I can't get to, I, I'll try to, like, if someone starts a new series, I'll try to read the first book in it. But, you know, some some of these, you know, book eight, nine, ten, and then I, you know, 
get to be good friends with them online. I'm like, there's just no way I can go back. <laughs> I can go through the backlist, eight to 10 books. And it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, my Kindle is, uh, has a lot more books that I have not even gotten to yet. So. <laughs> no, no, I know. And I just, I know I'm not going to get to them either. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to mention that, especially for listeners that are, that are interested in publishing and writing, I was, uh, your website, you have this uh, whole section on, on writing, like you're kind of like offering the behind the scenes on, on writing these bestsellers, and it's just really cool. <laughs> cool, and, awesome, yeah. Yeah, what, what, what led you to, to, to share all that? Because it's really amazing stuff in there. Yeah, I liked, um, you know, it, I definitely did a lot more of that um, earlier. Like, you know, you'll see a lot more posts, you know, between like 2010, 13, mm-hmm. 14, you know, in that, in that range. Um, you know, I think it's just like, you know, this – I, I get the questions a lot from readers. You know, they're very, they're always very interested in, in you know, the process, you know, and how, and how things go down. And and I, I couldn't for the life of me, you know, I don't have a formula, or you know, nor could I, you know, create one um, or write a book on it. But you know, I, I, you know, when I can, I have the time. You know, talked about talk about character, you know, building or world building. I did a pretty extensive series for Fractured State because um, I just had a blast building the world. Um, you know, and writing the books too, but. You know, really creating the timeline and the maps. Um, I did, did a little arts and crafts time. You know, because I I just really need to see everything, kind of visually to, to for it to make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I like to share that stuff. I, I I truly wish I did it more often. I'm glad to hear that you you know that you kind of you found that to be interesting. Um, I think you know I do get a lot of comments on process and. You know, like I said, I wish I could. I wish there was some kind of magic uh, formula, but there isn't. Yeah, just writing and publishing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. And so, and you're also you're on Facebook and and Twitter and, and all those uh, the main social media haunts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah type in Stephen Conkley, you'll 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 bump into me somehow. Yeah, and then the website is stephenconkley.com, right? And right. and I'll have links to that on the on the website as well for the listeners. But uh, just that yeah, if you. Put your name in there, you'll they'll find you. But there's good stuff in there. I really highly recommend it for the awesome. For oh, people. thank you. So, all right, Steve, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time to uh, uh, talk talk to me today. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me on. And you know, for like so for the listeners, I I do uh, engage. I, I love engaging with readers. Um, so any questions, you can contact me through the blog or however. You may not hear back from me right away, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> based on my schedule, but you will always hear back from me. So thanks. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests, as well as information, uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast. And uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com. I appreciate your support. And so until next episode, I will talk to you then.